Welcome back. It's the Straight Up Sports Talk podcast. You're listening on the Friday or hopefully over the weekend at some point. Weekend prep is here. We're here to break down uh, the upcoming weekend's events, talk about uh, just everything that's kind of been going on in the sports world because, well, right now, quite frankly, it's a very busy uh, busy time in the sports world. Like we knew it would be, Sam. I mean, when we... Um, when we started, you know, we, we did our podcast in April and May, we were like, and, and these sports organizations, leagues, the NBA came out with the bubble, uh, and that coincided kind of with the NFL starting, with college football starting, uh, with the uh, PGA Tour playoffs. It's really been a grind, you know, it's been a grind. It's been a, a very interesting um, sports kind of month starting, you know, mid to late August. And now, well, and in, in through September, mm-hmm. yeah, I I I, I would say I, I can't speak for you, but it's I didn't think we would be at this point. Honestly, I had what some people would call a kind of a negative Nancy kind of view. Like I didn't think we would get to the point where we're uh, having foot we're having fo- football on a regular basis. Only one post moment, which we'll talk about later, where we have the NBA playoffs actually going on where we have the PGA Tour. I'm just really shocked that we're in October and all these sports are actually happening. Yeah, well, and, and, you know, back in May and June, I was like, look, they got the resources to play. Let's let's play. And they did that, and, and it's been very, very successful. The NBA has had no positive tests at all since they went to the bubble. Uh, the NFL, like you mentioned, we're going to get to it later, if, if I had under 10. But um, overall, very good. The NHL went off without a hitch, um, and their season wrapped up. The NBA season is about to get wrapped up here. Um, it's been an interesting and exciting time. I want to know, Sam, what what was the? And I'll, I'll tell you mine after you tell me yours. What was what has been the most? Uh, what what sport have you paid attention to the most since kind of this return in in August? I mean, it, I started early on with the the uh, NBA and the bubble because the NFL wasn't on, but I think I've kind of switched more gears towards watching the football. Not paying as much, still a little bit of attention to the NBA. I watched the fi- get finals game one yesterday, but I've really just been watching the NFL for the most part. I've watched a little bit of hockey, watched a little bit of NBA, but primarily I've watched the NFL. Yeah, it, it, I'm going to agree with you there. I, I've watched the NFL – uh, primarily, I watched a lot of college football, a little more than I normally have, which is a good thing. Um, I didn't really watch any NBA. I think it was, you know, when the bubble started, I, w- I was still working and games were going off during the day. It just wasn't really convenient for me to watch. Um, and quite honestly, I was in kind of a groove of life without sports. Mm-hmm. We, we kind of got into that groove in April and May and June. And Quite honestly, I kind of stayed in that groove and didn't really start watching sports again until uh, you know mid to late August. So uh, it's been interesting for me to you know get that transition back into watching sports. Uh, so I can't say that I've watched the NBA Finals. I get the ESPN notifications. I know that the Lakers absolutely destroyed the Miami Heat last night. But um, you know, quite honestly, I, I didn't tune in. Now I feel like we're getting back to like a normal schedule with the NFL, mm-hmm. with college football. Uh, returning and everything so that that's going to be kind of that was my take on that I, I didn't really watch much of the NBA bubble um, I'm sure I'll watch some of the finals here and there but overall you know it's good to be back and I, I feel like you know we're kind of slowing down on this busy sports season if you would 
as uh, the you know the sports that are normally in season right now are wrapping up their extended seasons. But nevertheless, the NFL continues to go on. Uh, college football continues to go on. Uh, college football has had several postponements uh, of games. I think they've had right around 10 total uh, because of COVID-related uh, stuff. The NFL, however, Sam, we got our first postponement this week. And I sat here on yeah. Monday, and I think even last Thursday when we record this, and said, you know, I'm, I'm really surprised that we've made it through three weeks of the NFL without a positive test without a game being postponed because of COVID. And I did not knock on wood. I should have, so I will now. But, um, you know, we're here at week four, and we got our first postponement. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it's just tough to see. Another thing I, I want to mention, uh, Buffalo has announced they had like 25-plus tests. Not the Buffalo Bills, but the University at Buffalo and the MAC recently got 25 positive tests. So that's going to be interesting to watch. But back on the football side, the NFL side of things, like, it's just tough going to figure out how to schedule this because it's technically the Titans and Steelers buy, so they're going to have to figure out a way to make up this game essentially with the schedule they like they as maybe they'll put it in place of the the original buy that they had i'm not really sure what the plan is moving forward with the titan steelers but then you've got the the conflict of uh who the steelers would have played and the titans would have played in future weeks so i'm just i just don't know what the plan is moving forward to move this game to yeah because the steelers original bye week was week eight, and when you look at the Titans, the Titans' original bye week, um, if I can pull it up here real quick, was week seven. So their bye weeks don't coincide. So mm-hmm. any if they were both on bye week number eight, they just say, okay, this week's our bye week. We'll flip flop it and play week eight. Mm-hmm. But that's not the case. So like you mentioned, what is the NFL going to do to to do that? It was mentioned that you know we would see kind of an extended season there would be a period of two weeks maybe where they made up the games that got postponed because this isn't the first one that's yeah. going to get postponed it's, it's not i mean when, when you talk about the the amount of of players support staff organization members that come to the training facility every day there's going to be some more mm-hmm. um and games are going to get postponed but um I don't know what the NFL is going to do. I'm sure they'll come out here next week and say, you know, if your game gets postponed, here's what we're going to do. Um, and I could see them just saying, okay, we're just going to push it to week 17. Maybe you give them an extra – maybe you give them a bye week after week 17. You take that week off and you come back and finish up the, the postponed games and then you go right into the wild card playoffs because this can affect, you know – I mean, the Steelers and Titans are going to be there for the playoffs. I mean, these teams are both 3-0. Mm-hmm. So um, – that's obviously going to have playoff implications. You know, they're minus a game and all that. So, just have to wait and see uh, what the NFL wants to do. I think what also sucks is I feel bad for the Steelers because it wasn't the Steelers that had the positive test. It was all on the Titans side. And what makes me kind of curious is, like we've talked about, they haven't had any COVID positive tests. So, I'm just wondering if, if like, it just happened that someone got it, like, or did someone kind of break the rules? Like, we saw Lou Williams go to a strip club in Atlanta, or, allegedly for the the wings. But I'm just wondering what happened to get the positive test, whether it was just an accident or whether someone kind of broke the rules. Because it just seems hard to believe that just randomly the Titans get 10 positive tests. Yeah, and I think it kind of goes back. I think it's multiple things. It's the test, you know. Were those positive tests actually positive? Were they false positive? You don't know. Um, so, 
that you know that's a great point that you bring up was a player doing something they shouldn't have been or was it just a simple fact of this player plays and his wife has a job she goes to her job she and she was in contact and she transmitted to him it can be as simple as that so um i think you know there's multiple ways but i think you know like you mentioned we've made it three weeks without somebody getting it and now somebody gets it seems a little odd but you know it's why it's a you know it's a virus we don't really know we know a lot about it but again at the same time we don't know a lot about it which is which is also presents some challenges for these teams and and the good news is the titans who played the vikings this past week didn't have any positives that i know so it's only on the titan side hopefully they can quarantine them all get it all figured out and then just move forward because i saw that the vikings didn't have any um uh, positive, so their te- their game should be moving forward just as normal. So hopefully this is just a one kind of game hiccup that the NFL has to figure out, and we don't have to worry about more games getting postponed. Yeah, Vikings go to the Texas this weekend. It's a great point. Hopefully this is the last time we have to to deal with this. And by the way, the Vikings playing the whole AFC South here right at the beginning mm-hmm. of the season. They started with they went Colts, Titans, and now they're going to play the Texans. So mm-hmm. that's just uh, kind of interesting. I know. Uh, obviously, the uh, NFC North and AFC South are playing each other this year, but you know, playing them all in the same week is kind of just kind of interesting mm-hmm. to me. I don't know. I find I find NFL scheduling just very yeah. interesting because they do it by conference, by division, mm-hmm. this division. But you know, you play the same division every four years or whatever. I just find it very interesting. Anyways, we, we won't ramble on about <laughs> that because I know no one cares. Uh, same, we got a heater tonight, Thursday night football. I know this comes out on Friday, oh. but uh, the toilet bowl, Broncos Jets. It, it seems like. Like, will Thursday night football ever be, like, a good game? Like, a good matchup? I'm sure this might be a good game, mm-hmm. but they're two sucky teams that are playing yeah. with, what, third-string quarterbacks? Yeah. I, like, it's, it's hard for me to believe with the amount of, like, um, amazing Sunday night and Monday night football games that we've seen, why they can't just schedule a decent Thursday night game. Like, for instance, let's go Bills-Raiders. That would be a lot better. Let's do Patriots-Chiefs. Instead of the 425 window, like there's there's so many you know relatively obviously you don't know who's gonna be the best and you can't predict it to an exact science, but you can kind of estimate who's gonna be good and who's gonna be bad and that's how they do it for Sunday night and Monday night. So why can't the NFL do the same for Thursday night? Yeah, I agree. I think there's several games on. I mean, even Colts Bears, mm-hmm. you know, as a Sunday night game. I mean, I. I just don't know about the uh, NFL scheduling for Thursday night, picking out those Thursday night games. Mm-hmm. Doesn't make much sense to me. I mean, there's a, you know, you got to make it in- interesting. I mean, there's been a, there's been talk of just getting rid of Thursday night football and playing, you know, two games on Monday, which I think I would be in favor of. If you play an East Coast game and a West Coast game, I would be in favor of doing that. I think it would make it more interesting. But we're going to see these throughout the season, um, these Thursday night games that are just bad. Uh, next Thursday is better, Bucks and Bears, but uh, we're going to see some pretty bad Thursday night games. They actually get better now that I'm, now that I'm saying that we're going to see some pretty bad ones. They actually get better on uh, weeks five and six, and then seven goes back to Giants-Eagles. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it, it, it's a shame that, that the NFL can't, uh, can't schedule some good Thursday night games, but We'll probably tune in, right, Sam? Because yeah. we're NFL fans. It's what yeah. we do. <laughs> plus, plus, I've got fantasy football invested. So, yeah. There you go. Yeah. That, that's all the NFL cares about, you invest in fantasy football. Or tonight, uh, there is no 
college football game, so you're just going to have to wait mm-hmm. until and, tomorrow And for night. the betters, too. Though there's definitely going to be some betters on this game. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There'll, there'll be some betters. I, I, will, I, mm-hmm. can't, I cannot yeah. bet on this game. This is too, too trashy of a game to watch. And normally a game like this would be like, I'll bet on it so I watch it. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's the case with this one. But tomorrow <laughs> night, college football, you got uh, my BYU Cougars versus mm-hmm. the Louisiana Tech um, tomorrow night at 9. So. Yeah. I'm kind of riding high on BYU this year. Yeah, I don't know why. I, I, I think they're, the air raid offense, I just enjoy it. Mm-hmm. I enjoy it. And I don't think we did touch on yet, but since last uh, episode, the MAC recently voted to bring the six-game schedule to yeah, fall. That's right. Some great news we got on Friday. If you follow us on Twitter, you saw the MAC is back. Um, we were listening to the return of the MAC all uh, afternoon. It was a great time. Um but, yeah, the, the Mid-American Conference reinstates for six games, which is better than no. I think you're only going to see six games in the spring uh, or eight. So I think I think uh, six games will be plenty. You're going to play midweek action until December. Then you'll start playing on Saturdays. I just hope we get to go to the games. I know they've already came out and said no public uh, general attendance, but maybe they'll make an exception for the students, I hope. And I, I, I one thing I brought on my other podcast, maybe we won't get to go week one. But maybe we'll get to go the the second and third home game. You know what I mean? And, like, not to beat a bed, dead horse or anything, but you've heard me say I'm not in favor of this. Now, I don't, I don't like, hate it just because it's Max and one. I, I, I'm fine with that. I just thought the better option was to wait till spring. I'm happy it's back. I'm happy we get to see some actual games, whether it's in our dorm room or actually going to Schumann Stadium and watching the Cardinals play. Either or, I'm fine with, but... Yeah, I, I'm like you. I really want to go to the games if we can. Yeah, get, bring us to the games. Yeah, bring it to us. And, you know, the commissioner, I think he was very outspoken and not wanting to return. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he released a statement saying that they won't consider it even after the Big Ten did. But um, I think there was push from university presidents. And, too, they have a, a big deal with ESPN for their midweek games. And I think there might have been some push on that side to get the, the MAC back. So I think with all of those factors, I think ultimately resulted in, in the Mid-American Conference being reinstated. And I, I don't know whether you saw his statement, but like I thought it was interesting where he basically continued the tune of safety this, health and safety this. And I thought it was interesting. One, he didn't mention the players and the, the uh, adults and whatnot, like voicing their opinion, saying we want MAC to return, but also just like he, like also the Big Ten returning in money and whatnot. He just he just stuck to the tune, and I feel like that's just like I get you're just trying to spin it like you're doing it for the safety and health of the players. But let's be real, it, it, that's not what happened. Nothing nothing be, be besides vaccine or not vaccines, um, uh, testing being cheaper happened that like changed during this time frame so i don't feel like you can say that there was enough advancements or whatever to bring this back yeah yeah i don't think you can it's money i mean and and that ultimately is what it's why the nfl is playing and i'm here for it you know money Mm -hmm. it's here for it i i knew eventually money would i think i even said this back in april money would would take over and make some of this stuff come back and i'm glad it has because Mm -hmm. if we were just all sitting at home still scared to death we wouldn't – I mean, you look what's happening. We're playing sports successfully. Nobody's dying, uh, you know, within these athletic departments, within the NFL. So it's been 
uh, good to see that on that front. All right, Sam, let's get to some uh, NFL conversation this week. Some some matchups. I think, you know, last week we saw a lot of one-score games there in the 1 o'clock window. Um, and in, in really, too, in the late window, we, we saw a lot of close games across the board. But what is uh, is there any games that you're looking at that uh, could be uh, close, that, that could be fun to watch here in week four? Uh, I think the Saints out lines. I think I think if Michael Thomas would be playing, it's a different story. But as far as my knowledge, I don't think he's playing. So I think the Lions are going to be able to keep it as close. We've seen Drew Brees not really be able to throw it down the field more. Just really dink and dunk to Alvin Kamara down the field. And then one more I'm looking forward to be a really exciting game is past Chiefs. I mean, you've got Cam Newton in that offense. We've seen put up put up some some pretty good numbers against we all we all know Pat Mahomes I don't think we have to really say more than that and what they've done but yeah those are two really matchup those are two matchups I'm looking forward to yeah I was going to mention Pat's Chiefs I think that that one's going to be a good one you know Cam Newton who really kind of I don't want he didn't start the, the age of running quarterbacks athletic quarterbacks but you know he is a different breed of quarterback himself you know it started kind of with Donovan McNabb but uh, you know, Cam Newton has brought this whole other level to the game, you know, with his post-game outfits and all that stuff. So I think this is going to be a good matchup between Cam and Patrick Mahomes, kind of older veteran versus versus newer blood into the league. Um, I'm looking for this one, you know, like you mentioned. It's going to be a shootout, I think. Um, who, who has the better play caller? Bill Belichick, Andy Reid, you know, two Hall of Fame coaches. I think this is going to be a good one. Coming up on Sunday, another game, Bills-Raiders, I think is going to be very good. The Raiders, my surprise team, my sleeper team, I'm rooting for them. Um, I think the Raiders, uh, you know, they go back home, they play the Bills. Can the Bills, I mean, the Bills last week almost blew it uh, there at the last second. You know, what what can they do? I think it's going to be an interesting matchup between, you know, Derek Carr and Josh Allen, two of the same quarterbacks. I don't believe they're in the same draft class but I think Derek Carr's a little older he's definitely a lot but um, but yeah I think it's going to be a good interesting good matchup between those uh, two quarterbacks two AFC teams that ultimately could be fighting for a wild card spot down the road this would be a big tiebreaker game for them and uh, I think Derek Carr's one of the, like four quarterbacks not to throw a pick this year, so he's looking solid. But I think this is also a bounce-back game potentially for the Raiders. We saw kind of their offense just stall out against that Patriots stingy defense, and they didn't. They their offense didn't look as good as in the past weeks. And I think this is a, a good game for the Bills to just continue their dominance. Honestly, like everybody's high on them. I think both me and you are high on them so far up to this point. Just, I, I think this is going to be a good matchup, as you say. I, I'm looking for the Raiders to potentially bounce back after their kind of lackluster performance against the the Patriots. And what 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 a better game to do it than against an undefeated team? Yeah, I agree. I think um, it's it's like you mentioned a good bounce back game for the Raiders. Sunday Night Football: Eagles 49ers could actually kind of be a close game because the 49ers are missing a crap ton of players. Falcons-Packers on Monday night. I'm sure the Falcons will lead till about into the third, start of the fourth quarter. Um, but no, I think the pa- I think the Packers roll on a blowout against the Falcons on Monday night football, quite honestly, Sam. 
Uh, I, I, I'm not going to say a blowout. I will say I think the Packers are going to win, but I think we've seen, even through their blown loss, that the Falcons offense is not something you want to mess with. They put 40 on the Cowboys. They put 30 on the or 20 or 39 on the Cowboys, 26 on the Bears, Seahawks 25. So they could still put up the numbers. But did I, they win? They, they, they didn't no, win. No, that's all that matters. No, I'm not saying they're gonna win. That's not my point. I'm just saying I think their offense can keep up with the Packers enough to where it's not gonna be a blowout. Yeah, I, I think you're right. I, I don't know about that Packers defense. You know, they've yeah. allowed a lot of points. Uh, through these first three weeks. So uh, I think the offenses will be on par. It's just a matter of who can step up in the defense. I still think the Packers win by two scores because I think Matt Ryan maybe makes a couple of mistakes uh, throughout the game that that cost him Mm -hmm. and the team ultimately the game. But, yeah, you mentioned the the offense. It's a great point. They put up points, and can these offenses, you know, how are they going to balance each other out and who's going to come out on top? I think, you know, are the Packers going to be with Devontae Adams, I think, is another – uh, something to look at. Obviously, their top receiver had no problem against the, against the Saints, but I think, uh, yeah, like you mentioned, a battle of the offenses here. Uh, definitely, I would take the over in that in that game. <laughs> but I, I wouldn't say that because we saw the Chiefs. Yeah, I know, I I know, and those, those games, I just I don't know. Those, those games make make my head hurt because they they should score a lot of points and they did, but. The, the, yeah. the bookies make them over so big that mm-hmm. that it's hard to, to figure out. But, yeah, great great point there. So, yeah. That's why you're here. That's why, that's why you're still here on the podcast. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I think it should be should be a good week in the NFL. Uh, Sammy, got any got any good good plans for the weekend? Uh, not really. Just trying to maintain my sanity, watching the Colts each week. I would say that's my main thing. Hopefully they can get it done. I think – I think I'm slowly gaining optimism on the Colts, but I still don't want to put too much high expectations for them to let me down because they've in the past, whether it was the 12-4 and four season where we lost the divisional round or just 10-6 and six records and 8-8 eight and eight records. Like, I'm, I'm trying to be optimistic about this Colts team, and I think it'll help if they can not just win against the Bears but have a solid performance enough to maybe win by two scores. I think that will solidify in my mind that this is a real team. Yeah, and like you mentioned, I'm cautiously optimistic as well uh, with this team. The win against the Bills and the win against the um, – the uh, You mean Vikings? Vikings. The Vikings and the uh, uh, Jets. Jets, Jets, yeah. Jets wrong, wrong New York team. Jets and Vikings wins, I think, really um, – boosted confidence in them. I think our defense is really, really, really good. Top three in the league for sure. Um, how are they going to perform against the Bears? You got uh, Nick Foles who, you know, we'll see what he can do. Uh, he's known for, for saving seasons. So it should be interesting. Um, I think the Bears are they're in a unique situation because, what, they're undefeated. And, uh, you know, it's just – they they had a comeback win, but the other other games have been close. Do you like the Colts in a close game here? I mean, with Phillip Rivers, if he had to take him down the field in in two minutes, could he do it? I think so. I think the more issue is if we force Phillip Rivers to throw insane amount of passes like we did week one. I think that's when you get into problems. I don't have issue with trusting Phillip to lead a two minute drive at the end. Like one drive, I'm cool with. But the entire game where you're putting the ball in his hands repeatedly, not handing it off to uh, Jonathan Taylor, who's clearly a stud, I think we can all agree with that, 
it's that's what worries me is if we move away from our game plan that has worked for the past two weeks. Yeah, I agree. You gotta you gotta you gotta stay put with with that game plan. Uh, it, it should be should be interesting. Should be a fun game, I think, for for the Colts uh, to kind of you know, like you said, solidify themselves. Potentially, you know, they wouldn't take a division lead because Tennessee's at three and zero, and they're not playing this week. But mm-hmm. get up there in contention uh, with the division, I think, would be good to see. Houston zero and three. Does that surprise you as much? I mean, it surprises me. I just want to know how much does it surprise you that this team they had a tough opening schedule. It was still 0-3 for the Texans. I mean, I'm, I'm not surprised considering their schedule. I will say it do, it definitely does hurt that they lost D-Hop in the offseason. I don't think anyone's disagreeing with me there. But the uh, the thing I'm not surprised about, week one they played the Chiefs, who are insane. We all know this. They played the Ravens, who did have an off week against the Chiefs, but it's against the Chiefs, so I'm going to give them a break on that. And then the Steelers, I thought they put up a really good opponent uh a really good fight against the Steelers tough defense put up 21 points against that probably top five defense you you have Big Ben looking like him old his old self now I will be surprised if they lose to the Vikings because I feel like that's a definite winnable game for them yeah I, I think it is too and I think they have an opportunity here the next two weeks to, to win two straight they're gonna be an interesting team to watch this season because their schedule is tough um, but but can they get it done? I think be interesting. They obviously uh, need some more pieces into that puzzle. But Sam, let's get into everyone's favorite segment. It's time to lock it down. Let's pick out our picks from this week. You're only only with one loss, five and one. I'm four and two. Yep. Uh, we've been pretty close on our picks. I'll let you go first here. Your yep. locks for the week. Who are you taking? After Washington, the, after the Washington football team disappointed me last week, I need a bounce back week. I'm going to go with the Cardinals minus three at Panthers. I think the Cardinals got humbled last week. I mentioned this on Monday by the Lions, and I think they're they're ready. I think they're ready to not just kind of discount any opponent. I think they're going to prove why they're one of the top teams in the NFL. I think last week was just a bad week for them. I see them taking minus three all the way, possibly even into a touchdown to two, two touchdowns. I see the Cardinals having their way with the Panthers. And finally, I have the Seahawks minus six at Dolphins. We've seen, we saw what Fitzmagic could do against the Jaguars. Even with the kind of suspect pass defense that the Seahawks have, I think Russell Wilson, you, you know I'm a big fan of him this season. Like, I don't think there's much more I can say about him other than he's a stud. It's unfortunate that Chris Carson may or may not play, but I don't feel like that's going to have too much of an impact on this game. You took two road teams. I'm taking two home teams. I'm going to go with the Raiders plus three versus the Bills. Like you mentioned, a good bounce back week for them. I think the Bills are good, but they're not good in the last five minutes, and I think the Raiders can be good in the last five minutes. So uh, I'll take Vegas in that one. The Bucks, they're touchdown favorites over the Chargers. Bucks minus seven at home versus uh, the team from Los Angeles and the Chargers. So I'm going to take Bucks. I think Brady rolls a two a two score win here. Uh, against the Chargers. Yeah, Justin Herbert showed him some promise last week. Um, but uh, I, I ultimately think the Bucks come out on top here. Minus seven. That, that's, quite a, that's quite a number, though. It is. It's a big spread. But um, I, I still think the Bucks can win by two scores. Mm-hmm. I think, uh, you know, when you, when you kind of look 
at the Bucks get, uh, games that they've already played this season. I think they're they're kind of set up for it. 31-17 win over the Panthers and 28-10 win over the Broncos. I think they make it three straight wins here uh, with the Chargers. Okay, that's that's interesting. <laughs> okay. It's a hey, it's bold. That's why mm-hmm. it's called lock it down. We'll. Uh, well, we'll find out. I'm looking to take a lead. I need you to lose both of your both of your picks this week here, Sam. I don't know. I'm, I'm feeling good about my picks. Well, we always are when we make the picks, right? It always seems like a good bet when know. you make the bet. But last season, I, I will admit, I wasn't really feeling my picks, but I feel like this season, the way it's been going, I'm really feeling the way I'm picking this All season. All right. Well, we shall find out. Three weeks down, a lot more to go. What is it, 17, 14 more to go. So we'll be here. We'll be back on Monday. Sam, you got any uh, final closing thoughts before we head out uh, today? Uh, not really. I unfortunately got my first loss of the season last week in fantasy football. That was hard. That was heartbreaking for me. I only lost by like three or four points. Other than that, not really. Looking forward to watching some action come November. Looking to watch some basketball when they're returning. I'm, I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm just ready for Ball State sports to come back. Yeah, I agree. It's it's a lot of good things, and uh, Big Ten will be back before we know it. Mac will be back before we know it. A lot of good college football games this weekend to watch as well. So, yeah, it's going to be a good weekend. Uh, we'll kick it off tonight with Broncos-Jets. Again, you're listening to this on Friday, so you already know the outcome of the toilet bowl. But, uh, <laughs> nevertheless, we thank you for tuning in. And uh, tell a friend. Tell a friend about us. Uh, tell them to tune in. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, every Monday and Friday we're putting out new content. So we thank you uh, for, for tuning in and, and listening there. Uh, that's going to be it. Follow us on social media, Straight Up Sports Talk on Twitter. I'm at Grant underscore Covey. Sam's at Sam underscore Thillman. And uh, we'll be back on Monday with another episode of Monday Mayhem where we'll break down week four of the NFL. We'll overreact to all of the overreactedness that needs to happen. Till then, have a great weekend, and we'll see you next time.